I genuinely believe that if we, all of us in this entire world, every person on this earth, learned to be as big as they are and felt encouraged to be as big as they are, their mm. fullest, biggest selves, we would have harmony. Harmony comes from that feeling of feeling as big as being able to express yourself as fully as you can in every facet of life. This is an It All Media production. Welcome to the Fuck It All podcast, a show inspired by and dedicated to modern women undoing it all. I'm your host, Casey Let Gordon. On this show, I sit down with everyday women having what we call fuck it all moments. You know, those moments in time where we choose what's best for ourselves above anything else, often in opposition to the expectations of society, family, community, and hell, even our former selves. So settle in for the new stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. All right. Welcome back to the Fuck It All podcast for modern women redefining it all. I'm Casey Light Gordon, your host, and today I am sitting down with my dear friend, Michelle Curry. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Okay, you were, I don't know if you know this about how much of an inspiration you are to me. So I'm going to start with a little love letter. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> and then bring a box of tissues. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. But you were, as I started on this project at the time, it wasn't even a company, of asking what it means to have it all, of wanting to have this podcast, and we'll get into more of why audio is so central to you know where we started in our relationship somebody said you just have to talk to Michelle and you were so gracious to take that conversation and in our initial one you were believing eyes like I was coming from a world of much more traditional less like creative in nature and so as I started telling you this you're like yeah that makes total sense and it's great and you should and it was this believe that I didn't have and you're somebody that the work you do is so amazing your company that you're building and run and so when I heard that I was like okay like if Michelle thinks this is legitimate like let me you know I needed that (laughs) that day and over the past couple years we've continued to develop a super deep friendship Mm -hmm. and getting to just watch you you have a sign that I, whenever we see Joe and Zoo that's right out of the corner it says be as big as you are mm-hmm. and i want to start there for today's conversation because as women we're never told that big is a good thing nope not in our personalities not in our size not in our ideas not in our voice not in, and so that to me i associate because that's like shine that light yes and i just want to i want to start there first of all and say thank you and second of all let's riff on be as big as you Mm -hmm. are wow well thank you for that and it is amazing how um symbiotic it can be when you believe in someone and then it fosters this relationship because now you guys inspire me and support me and we're able to really lean on each other and that's a beautiful active community um, and supportive, you know, divine feminine, mm. right? So, yeah, be as big as you are. It was a very personal lesson for me. As like, I think every woman or really person who isn't the dominant sort of like white patriarchal man can relate to feelings of smallness or being told by society to be smaller. And for me, I'm physically big. <laughs> I'm tall. I'm big. I'm a big personality. I was born with like jazz hands out the womb. Like I, just, I was like, hi, everybody. And from the beginning, yeah. my family was always just shh. Yeah. And I don't know how to shh. Okay. So, it, you know, there was an interesting dynamic since I was little in school 
constantly being told to quiet down or, you know, being held back from recess because I was being rambunctious, that because I was a girl, people didn't think, maybe she's not being challenged enough. Mm. Maybe she's smarter and needs more challenge. It was, she has behavioral issues. She's too big, right? And so I'm thankful because for me, there's an inherent stubbornness to me. Like, I only know how to be this way. Mm -hmm. And trying to be smaller my whole life only led me to being miserable and still big. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was like, what is wrong here? There's something off here. And at a certain point in my life, I realized it wasn't me. And I think that was through meditation. And I think that was through my own spiritual practice and, and my own healing journey. But it was in a meditation, finally, years into my meditative practice that I was sitting there and the message just like kind of zoomed into my brain. It was just be as big as you are. And I remember I started crying because it was just like this permission that I never realized I really needed. And I made it the slogan of my business and I preach it every day. And I feel like I genuinely believe that if we, all of us in this entire world, every person on this earth learned to be as big as they are and felt encouraged to be as big as they are, their fullest, biggest selves, we would have harmony. Harmony comes from that feeling of feeling as big as being able to express yourself as fully as you can Mm -hmm. in every facet of life. Okay, mic drop or done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you talked about your business and you're a storyteller, you are somebody, I think one of our first conversations, you said, yeah, like I'm put on this earth to change the world through sound, to make it better, to heal this earth. And I wanna talk about that because when I started with Fuck It All, when again, it was a creative project before it had even turned into what it is now, podcasts called to me because I felt so exhausted by how I had to show up. Yes. in every space I was occupying, whether mm-hmm. it was at work or as a partner, or as a mother or as a woman. And I wanted to, one, strip it all away and be able to, you know, selfishly come into my pajamas and record. <laughs> but I also wanted what I looked like to not impact if what I had to say was valuable. Yes. And yes. that became really powerful. And I think especially as we tell women's stories, mm-hmm. that's just not the narrative that we see at a macro level. Yeah. And so I want to hear about your relationship with this concept of healing the world Mm -hmm. through sound. Yeah, it sounds really lofty because it's like, you're going to hear the whole world. It's like, well, I'm going to try. But when you said it, I was like, yes, you (laughs) will. Like, I was, yeah, I believe it. Listen, if we can all help to heal even a facet of one person every day of our lives by just like showing up in our fullness and trying to be kind and understanding where is the hardest thing in the world sometimes that's healing the world that's as simple as it is it's really not all most of us as individuals if we can just bring that sense of like one facet of one person every day let me try to help people heal through that and that often is just being present with that person, not allowing their trigger moment to trigger you, providing space for people, Mm -hmm. providing empathy, that's all healing. Sonically, where I see sound come in is, I mean, it has some real effects on us physiologically. Like Mm -hmm. on our bodies, when sound enters our eardrums, it reverberates through our entire body. That's why like when we listen to a song and we, you could be so chipper and you listen to a super sad song and 
You're mm -hmm. in that moment. You're in that energy field with that song. That's potent. Mm. Sound to me, the way that it affects us and the way that our psyches can change, depending on what we're listening to, mm -hmm. whether it's dialogue based or musical or any mixture of the two, ambient, the way it can affect us is almost like bridging time and space. It like travels through time and space. It's like quantum for me. Mm. <laughs> so without going too deep, like to me, that is a very powerful energy that can be harnessed for good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people harness it more haphazardly. So like if you zoom in a little bit from what I'm saying into podcasting, podcasting's legacy is like this very haphazard like, okay, like what if we just like sat down and drink beers and just like shut the shit? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> let me put my champagne away. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we're back. The shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like haphazard. There's no right. intention. Right. Like what is, what are you shooting the shit about and what are you trying to yeah. impact people with? What is the impact? What is your audience being left thinking, feeling, or doing? And I think a lot of people didn't think about that component, about mm. the fact that there is an exchange happening. Yeah. So with my company, Frequency Media, we set out to, our first question is, how are we affecting our listener? How do we help heal, enlighten, or uplift our listener? And I've, we always find a way to do one of those things. If we can do two, awesome. If we can do all three, bang on job. Like yeah. that's like what we're trying to do. Amazing. So that's what we're trying to do by healing the world through sound. Yeah. It's smaller than it seems. Yeah. We, can, we can debate that later. It's baby steps. You know, like it's it's not this whole like we're going to transform the world by having only podcasts about kindness and love. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it's, no matter what I'm doing. It's injecting it in yeah. small ways and sometimes big ways. Like when we work on Jane Goodall's Hopecast, that's like a pretty one-to-one. -one. Yeah. But sometimes it's just the smallest things that we do that we're ensuring resonate in that way. You bring so much feminine energy to your work and you are a very successful business owner entrepreneur and at least what I have seen emulated and this is another reason that just having you in my sphere has been so healing mm. is that I found it exhausting for a long period of time to emulate and I say emulate not be but emulate masculine energy mm. And it got me the results that I was seeking, right? Is I wanted to close a yeah. deal or make, and so there was this really shitty repeating pattern, but it was self-reinforcing. Yeah. And so, and having my daughter made me a lot more in touch with my feminine energy. I had a therapist that just kept saying like, girl, you're craving some feminine energy. Like, and she just kept kind of coaching me on that. I never really thought about life mm. that way, but you're someone that in all the spaces you occupy mm. you bring I mean you said at the beginning like all right divine feminine let's go and I said something I was you were like this shirt or this shirt I'm like whatever makes you feel in your power and you go oh that honey that's within I was like oh fuck yeah okay so but I want to know like how is that just innately Michelle or is that a practice that you've honed and and yeah. loved on over time both I think it's innately all of us to be that divine feminine. I think it's innately in masculine people to also embrace their divine feminine, but I think it's trained out of us. We are mm. told that it's not trained out of us. We're told that there's a choice that right. you can be successful in business and be masculine, or you can be desirable to men or the world and be feminine. 
And we now understand that binaries are fallacy. Mm -hmm. And also, holy moly, the feminine spirit is, and the feminine energy embodied in any person, yeah. no matter what your gender identity, is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about how like I've learned to fully express like the different facets. I look at it as archetypes. So like mm. there's the Madonna, you know, there's like the Venus or Aphrodite, and then there's the Kali, the goddess of destruction. Okay. Mm. And I have all three of those and mm. I feel really well, I feel very whole in all three of those. And I also embrace my masculine energy. Mm -hmm. I just happen to feel more connected and have more of an expression myself of feminine energy. Yeah. And I also find feminine energy is incredible for leadership and for business. Mm -hmm. So I especially embrace my feminine energy in building my business. And, you know, for you, what you described as being this experience of like, I made it when I was trying to emulate the masculine or when I, my masculine energy was in overdrive, yeah. that is part of the patriarchy. Yeah. That is part of an oppressive system to basically say, you will only succeed if you align with the oppressor and if you are the image of what the oppressor wants you to be. Yeah. And I struggled a lot in my career because of that innate quality of mine that I didn't know how to change. There was a lot of struggle and I was constantly triggering men triggering women who were embracing too much masculine. Mm. I endured a lot of abuse because of that in the yeah. workplace. And that's why I, my fuck it all moment was, fuck it, I'm gonna build my own company yes. in the image of what I believe is right, which is everyone being as big as they are, you know? And that also means we encourage all of the masculine energies on our team to embrace their feminine energy mm -hmm. and all of the feminine energies to embrace their masculine. And there is no judgment. And sometimes on a certain day you feel more masculine and it's more about do create. And other days you feel that feminine energy that is a larger, more organizational, nurturing, um, strategic mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. I recently um, learned we've done a lot of work around women's health and there's a company we're working with, The Agenda Period, and mm -hmm. we recently learned um, she has a cycle tracking system for professional women, which <sighs> as an entrepreneur, I think, yes, I've always felt those ebbs and flows and energies, but I think as an entrepreneur, because so much of your world is self driven mm -hmm. there's not necessarily a system that you can like less participate in today it's what are you setting forth but she was talking to us and i had never heard this that women's energy cycles and many of us know this operate on 28 days mm -hmm. are you know normal menstrual cycle but men's energy cycles are 24 hours yeah. that mm -hmm. blew my yeah. mind when i started to think about especially moving into an entrepreneurial space which to your point i was looking around at companies or leaders and i didn't see anybody that to use your words were like building an image that i also yes. wanted yeah. and so i just think that for you out here having a successful business being a creative being a businesswoman but also showing and creating the space for that like that in itself is healing and I'm very grateful. Thank you for that. That you model that. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That feels really good to hear. It also feels good to live. Yeah. It feels good to live. It feels like alignment, mm -hmm. you know? And I also talk a lot about being as big as you are is an act of alignment and seeking alignment and honoring what feels aligned. And, you know, in our culture, how leading 
through the feminine lens for me has manifested is that like, you know, I always talk about how men are oppressed by the patriarchy too. Yes. Everyone is oppressed by the patriarchy. It's like this percentage of people are actually even. I don't know who wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't be because oppression only knows oppression. Yeah. So it doesn't feel good to anyone. And so for men on my team to allow them to express themselves emotionally mm -hmm. and to have moments where it's like, I need emotional support is so beautiful to see. And it also facilitates incredible empowerment upon, like across the entire spectrum yeah. of energy and gender identity mm -hmm. because everyone's allowed to show up as they are. The one thing that's not allowed is emotional dumping on other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. just, you know, I mean, a that's good just person, like, good relationship. Right. So yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing because we, our conflict resolution, Brene Brown calls it rumbling. Mm -hmm. Like we can rumble and come out stronger and closer because of it. It's amazing. Yeah. That's an art form. Do you want to come to my house and do my marriage? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Just asking for a friend. No, thanks. I'm curious of when I say, and, and so many of us have heard it, but women can have it all or the pursuit of it all. What has been your relationship with that stereotypical it all? I've never felt compelled to have or want it all. Okay. Mostly because I guess there was a time where I like strangely fell into the traps of what was fed to me as all, um, which is like marriage and kids and suburbia and everything. So like I got married and I started saying I wanted kids. I had never wanted marriage or kids. Mm. Every time my ex-husband would mention kids, I'd be like, and I was like, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, just. <laughs> that's not good. Unpack that. <laughs> I did unpack yeah, it. Yeah, good. I'm divorced. That, well, that was <laughs> a good conflict kids. resolution. <laughs> Following my yeah. truth. But, you know, it was for me, I think having it all, we skip the part where you have to figure out what all means to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're given this story about being insatiable. So it's kind of like this energy of like, you must be insatiable. You must want all of it, all of it at all times. Mm -hmm. You're not whole. You'll never be whole. You have to collect. And that's like, you know, symptomatic of a consumerist culture, which is symptomatic of capitalism, which is symptomatic right. of the patriarchy, you which just is symptomatic pull that of thread the all the way up. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, the sweater is unwound. Yep. So I think that first step is what satisfies you? Like, you got to sit down and ask yourself, what is it that actually satisfies you? Mm. What do you do that makes your heart feel full and makes you just feel comfortable from head to toe? Our bodies tell us so much. They give us so much information mm -hmm. about what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And we have this kind of like disconnect happening here yeah. with our minds and our hearts and our bodies. Our bodies will tingle when something feels mm -hmm. electric. Will Our stomachs will tighten when we're not happy or when there's some kind of energy that's off. Yeah. Women in particular, holy moly, our intuitions. Yeah. And we, are, we have to have that because we're in danger so much. Mm. So we know how to pick up on all of these energies around us. We gotta listen to that. You know, it's in the simplest form, it's like, do you like sitting on a beach all day? Or does that make you unhappy? Right. Oh, you do? Okay, so sunshine, great. So you need sunshine. What gives you sunshine? Maybe you shouldn't have an office job. Right. Maybe you shouldn't be indoors all day, every day. Do you like farming? You know, like it, yeah. it's a self-exploration. And then it's not about having it all in society's terms. It's about having all that makes you happy. Mm. 
And I think we skip that exercise all too often as women in particular. Every, I think everyone skips that exercise, frankly. I completely agree. I'm curious, looking back now, doing, you had said, like, a stint on the traditional path, we'll mm -hmm. say. Yes. When you look at that, is there, like, I don't, for me, I'll say this. When I look at things that didn't work out with time, I usually am grateful because now I know what bad felt like. Mm -hmm. And then that's been a barometer or a lane that yeah. I can play in. And I'm curious now when you look at that, what are some of the things that you take away? Mm. I need, what are some of the things that make me happy that I realize make me happy from that? Depth. Depth, expansion, the list is long because I didn't know what I wanted back then. Mm. I didn't even know myself. I was kind of a shell of myself. Just like, just kind of robotically going through the life that I thought yeah. I had to have. And I'm the child of immigrants. And that adds a layer of complexity to that because, you know, it's like security and stability at all costs. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I entered a world of security and stability and it cost a lot. It cost my self-esteem, it cost my, and self-esteem not for no other reason than I just didn't know who self was. Yeah. I had no, I hadn't met her, I didn't spend time with her, I didn't get to know her, I didn't honor her inner child or children, what she wanted, I just ignored it. And so the list is very long about like what I learned. I had a whole awakening from that situation. Mm -hmm. And coming out of that awakening, then began like a very long healing journey of realize like I awoke to a bucket of trauma. It sounds <laughs> like, like a wild time. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been crazy. <laughs> but you know, I woke to like, ah, everything hurts. Mm -hmm. Everything hurts. There's so many wounds. Like, okay, I guess I'll just start tending one by one to the ones I can see first. Yeah. And then once I tended to those, I could see deeper ones and deeper ones. And so now, I have, I actually know what I want and what it all means to me. Yeah. What is for you your favorite part of being a woman? So many things. I think we are super strategic. And our ability to take disparate pieces, look around a room <laughs> or around a situation mm -hmm. and take a thousand different pieces and put them together like a puzzle in like, milliseconds, nanoseconds, is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We also are physically, we're warriors. The level of pain and discomfort a woman can handle mm -hmm. is unreal. A man could never, <laughs> a man could never, and a lot of men, I know that, Yeah, you know? And they're like, whew, yeah. what y'all deal with? So there's just an innate sort of warrior spirit that we carry mm -hmm. as implications of thousands and tens of thousands of years of just like evolution in a world that wasn't really made for us or meant for us mm -hmm. and also just naturally how we are and I love the feminine flirtiness like mm. I love just being feminine and flirty and sexual and sensual mm -hmm. I love that part of being a woman and the playfulness you know we can be so joyful and playful. So I think that being a woman is when you really embrace every piece of it, such a well-rounded and holistic experience, like so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what makes you feel in your power? 
Other than you said it was inside and, you know, you just walk around with it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just being, no, I'm not that, that evolved. That's something that I'm, that's like, I'm working on mm. because previously what made me feel in my power was actually, this isn't something to work on necessarily, but creating something from nothing. So mm -hmm. creating like from idea into reality makes me feel super in my power and mm. I like electric. Like, I was clearly made to create things in different ways. Helping others with healing makes me feel super in my power. Yeah. Now, that's, you know, I have to be careful that I don't take on other people's healing journeys or, like, yeah. push them when they don't want to be pushed. Like, yeah. if you're open to it, if I'm aligned to that moment and I'm meant to help you and I do, that's awesome. Right. That makes me feel good and in my power. And the thing that I'm working on is not identifying overly with the what kind of creation makes me feel in my power. So like not over identifying as a CEO or an entrepreneur because nothing is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been humbled multiple times <laughs> as a business owner and yeah. having those moments where you're like on a precipice, you have to be like, if all of this goes away tomorrow, who am I? And I'm still me. So that's the thing that I've been working on, not over-identifying with that power. I resonate with that mm. a lot. I find that the, I find myself lost at times and then once I find an identity that I can cling to, it's like I'm gonna sink the claws in that and that's me now yep. and terrified to change it. So you yep. just put words to something that I, I think I've been grappling with but didn't myself know. That's a toughie. Yeah, that's episode two of this. <laughs> when you think back on all you've experienced, your relationship with having it all, you, knowing your own it all, what is something you would tell your younger self? Oh my God, be as big as you are. Oh, <laughs> we come full circle. Be as big as you are. Yes. Um, I would tell her that the best thing she can do to be loved, to be successful, to be powerful, to get everything she's ever wanted is be exactly who she is. That's like, I would just hold her and hug her mm. and tell her that. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I just want to keep going. I know. I know. More champagne. I want to, like, That'll be. You. I know. <laughs> Thank you, seriously. Thank, Thank you. you for the work you do. And I think the fact that you take the mission of the work you do down to just every single moment, it doesn't yeah. have to be always the big thing, that mm -hmm. the small things are, are just as important. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that's another episode of the Fuck It All vodcast because we're now in video. My name is Casey Light Gordon. I'm the host. And you can check out more of these stories at itallmedia.co slash join. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Fuck It All podcast. This is an It All Media production, a home for the news stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. If you haven't already, go over to itallmedia.co slash join to get it all in your inbox every week. And make sure you subscribe here and drop us a rating because baby, that's how this whole world goes round. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Fuck It All podcast.